If you're constantly worried about every physical sensation that you feel in your body, constantly thinking that you're dying despite not having a ton of evidence to support that thought, then this episode is for you because we are talking about health anxiety. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share my story along with the story of one of my favorite fictional characters. I hope that you'll tune in and that you find this episode helpful. Welcome to Defeat PPD, where we empower women to overcome anxiety and depression in motherhood without medication. I'm Arielle Wozniak, and I'm a maternal mental wellness coach, and I will be leading you through this journey. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Defeat PPD. This is your host, Arielle Wozniak. And today we are diving into the topic of health anxiety. And I'm excited to record this episode because um, maybe a month or so ago, I put up a poll and just asked some of you on Instagram what type of topics you wanted me to talk about in future episodes. And health anxiety was the leading one by over 50%. And so it just tells me that a lot of us either have struggled with health anxiety or are currently struggling with health anxiety or maybe think we are. And so I want to dive into this topic. And this will likely be, I'd say probably like a two-part episode just because there's a lot that I want to cover in terms of my story and just making sure that you, um, yeah, that you see yourself in it and that you can understand what the struggle is like. And maybe you don't see yourself in the story and you're um, the spouse of someone who's struggling with this and you just want to understand what it's like to kind of be in their brain. This is the episode that will talk you through that. Um, And so I feel like this is an episode for multiple people or multiple audiences, whether you're someone who is struggling with health anxiety or you're someone who has a loved one who is struggling with health anxiety. I want to talk about it. And so that's what we're doing today. Um, Before we get into the episode, I hope that you are all doing well. And if you're not, just take a moment to take a deep breath. And kind of just breathe in and as much as you can, as you let that breath out, try to release some of that tension. I say that because sometimes that's just what we need. And that's what I need a lot of times too. So let's talk about health anxiety. Health anxiety is not something that's been like a huge part of my story. And um, and I say my story, but I mean my story prior to my experiences with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, mainly postpartum anxiety. But prior to that, um, I could get sick and I wasn't really like afraid or wondering what that meant. And it just it was just regular to me. Like I wasn't afraid of getting sick or getting hurt or dying even. Like it wasn't something that was super, super front of mind for me or top of mind for me. After I experienced postpartum anxiety, unfortunately became something that was always at the forefront of my mind. So what is 
health anxiety, if we were to sum it up. And I started to kind of look at definitions for health anxiety. And really then I just kind of came back to my own post personal experience and the experience that I've had with so many women over the past four, almost five years. And really health anxiety is this overestimation of danger when it comes to your physical symptoms or even sometimes your mental symptoms. But essentially, if you are struggling with health anxiety, it's like you look at every potentially small thing and it can be easily blown out of proportion. And it could be something that's like, what's that saying? You're making a a mouse hill into a molehill? I don't know. That's probably not the saying, but something small. And looking at it through your lens or the lens of health anxiety, it becomes this really large and um, just angst-provoking type of scenario. And so health anxiety really makes you question every physical sensation that you have in your body. And all of us, whether we're struggling with health anxiety or not, we experience like hundreds of sensations throughout our body at like any given moment. There are like multiple things just happening within your body. And if you can imagine that through the lens of someone who has health anxiety, that's exhausting because you're constantly like chasing symptoms. And there's so many that you could focus on at any one moment. And you're chasing those symptoms and trying to figure out what they mean. When in reality, a lot of times they don't mean anything. Because as I said, so many of us or all of us really who are human and here on earth, um, I almost made a joke about aliens and I will just continue on. But all of us who are human and here on earth, we experience physical sensations throughout our body. Like that's just a part of life. Unless you are in some way like... um, paralyzed and you don't experience sensation in that part of your body, then yeah, that wouldn't apply. But for majority of people, you're going to be experiencing, like I said, hundreds of different physical sensations, sometimes all at the same time, throughout the day, whatever it is. But if you took a moment to actually get silent right now and did a body scan, which is essentially just you like searching throughout your entire body, I'm sure you could come up with at least five to 10 different sensations at this very moment. Like I can feel an itch somewhere on my body. I can feel a pain somewhere else. Another part of my body, I just realized that I was like squashing it and contorting my body a weird way. So I can feel all these sensations throughout my body. And that is normal, so to speak. We all have these sensations. And again, go through your your five senses and you will recognize some things that are going on in your body. When you have health anxiety, these are not just little things, or when you're struggling with health anxiety, these are not just little things, but each of these has meaning. And so you are constantly searching for the meaning of every small sensation that you feel. And some of them you may say, okay, that's not as important, but others you associate more meaning to. And the more you associate meaning to it, the bigger of an issue it becomes. And so again, 
If you've not struggled with health anxiety, try to imagine yourself trying to focus on a million different things and not literally a million, um, but let's say 10, 15 different things and different sensations in your body and trying to search for a meaning of those sensations and doing that all day, every day, over and over and over. It has been scientifically proven that anxiety drains energy from your body. Like you worrying and hyper focusing on certain things that literally drains energy from your body. And so you're constantly feeling tired. You're just like exhausted. As I said before, you're also in this state of like, man, why are there so many things wrong with my body? And it gets you to this place of like this health anxiety it can be really easy for that to then turn into depression or to fuel depression. Because again, you're constantly focusing on all the things that are potentially wrong within your body and it gets you to this place of just like, ugh, something's wrong. I don't know what it is. Doctors aren't able to find it and it's just really scary. Or maybe you're someone who's not going to the doctor and you're like avoiding it because of the fear. Either way, it's not at all helpful. And so one of the examples that I usually give when I'm trying to explain to someone what health anxiety is and what it feels like is the movie My Girl. And I mentioned it in previous podcasts, but it's a movie that came out in, I believe, like the early 90s, I think around 1990, 1991. Um, Either way, there's this girl in the story. Her name is Veda. And I... Since giving birth to my daughter, which was now five years ago, um, I relate a lot to Veda. And it's funny because I used to love the movie uh, My Girl, and I've watched it multiple times and never really like related a lot to Veda until I experienced health anxiety. And so Veda is a hypochondriac um, that is someone who struggles with health anxiety. And so everything to her is a big deal. She is someone who's, um, she only has her dad in her life. Her mom, unfortunately, passed away during labor um, or giving birth to her. And so she's convinced that she killed her mom. And so that's another thing that's kind of playing out in her head. And her dad is a mortician. And so she's around death quite a bit. And I think she's like 11 or 12 years old. And so Veda pretty much has a pediatrician um, in her pocket. Um, Her pediatrician is like on retainer and she goes to him super often because she's got all these different issues or perceived issues going on within her body. And so there's this scene in My Girl, and I'm just going to read it to you because I love the way that it's said and it just like it hits home for me but there's a scene where Veda's about to tell her dad that she's got another issue and so it starts off where she's looking right into the camera and she says I was born jaundiced once I sat on a toilet seat at a a truck a truck stop and caught hemorrhoids and I've learned to live with this chicken bone that's been lodged in my throat for the past three years. So I knew my dad would be devastated when he learned of my latest affliction. And then she turns to her dad and says, dad, I don't want to upset you, 
but my left breast is developing at a significantly faster rate than my right. It can only mean one thing, cancer. I'm dying. And that's the end of the scene. And although I messed up all the lines here, um, I hope you get the point of it. And the reason why I'm reading it is because there's this trickle of events that have happened. And for many of us, we may not know what the trigger was for why we've started to focus in or hyper-focus on our health. But regardless of that, now we're there. Now we're hyper-focused on health and everything related to physical or mental sensations within our body. And so Veda, she knows that she was born jaundiced, even though she was a baby and really it didn't impact her at that moment. Um, she also says that she had like a chicken bone stuck in her throat that was debunked by her doctor. She doesn't have a chicken bone stuck in her throat, but it feels like it because if you've struggled with anxiety, you may get that that lump in your throat. That's another thing that has been um, like backed up by a lot of different studies and science saying that it, it does physically feel like there's a lump in your throat when you're anxious. And so she's got that and she's convinced that that is a chicken bone when it's in fact not. Um, and now her latest issue is that her left breast is developing significantly faster than the right one. And that means that she has cancer and she's dying. Clearly, it doesn't mean that she has cancer and she's dying, but that's the way she interprets it. And that is classic health anxiety. It's the small thing that's interpreted in the incorrect way and it blows out of proportion. And so her dad has kind of, uh, I want to say learned how to manage her or her health anxiety, but he's definitely, he doesn't feed into it. And so he's just like, okay, honey, and moves on to the next thing. But that's how we often treat our loved ones when they're struggling with anxiety or health anxiety versus actually trying to understand what it is that they're going through. And it's a really hard thing to go through. So imagine that you felt every single day, like you are potentially very, very sick or dying or both. Imagine what that does to you mentally. Like you just feel bleh throughout the day. It kind of feels like, man, what's the purpose of going on if I'm going to have all these sensations, all these issues throughout my body? And a lot of it is unfounded. Like there's not any real and I'm doing air quotes, any real evidence that you have the disease that you are afraid of having, it doesn't feel any less real. Despite like you having knowledge that it's not likely or um, just knowing that you don't have a ton of evidence to support this, it still feels extremely real. It still feels like whatever it is, is something urgent and it's something that uh, could potentially cause you harm. And so kind of get into that mindset. And even if it's just for like a couple of seconds, you can see how that would bring someone to this really low place if that's constantly where their mind is focused. And so You may be someone who goes to the doctor and they run a bunch of tests and they tell you everything's fine 
and that might hold you over for a day, but then the next day, you may be right back to where you were in this place of what is wrong with me, or there's something new that your brain can now shift focus to. And so my story, like I said, with health anxiety, it really started with me getting pregnant with my daughter. And so I I just can't remember a time before that I've ever really been super anxious about health things until I got pregnant with my daughter. And a lot of that had to do with me trying to control the situation and just wanting to have like my hand on everything and make sure that everything turned out as perfectly as it could. We knew that this would be our last child. And so that was something that was like, I don't know, just kind of looming over my head. I felt like I had one chance to get it right. Um, And I say that because I had C-sections with both of my boys And not that that is like the easy way out or that that doesn't mean that you gave birth or anything like that. I do not feel that way at all. But I wanted to experience like what birth feels like. And so I was really intentional about this time saying like, we're going to go through a natural birth. And I don't mean just like little natural. I mean like real natural. I don't want to have medication kind of natural. In my story, you'll hear that my plans, um, they went awry, but that was the plan to begin with. I wanted to have this like super kind of natural birth and, um, yeah, I just wanted to try that out and see what that felt like. And so I really became hyper-focused on getting things right. And that just led to a lot of anxiety all throughout my pregnancy And so there were more moments when I feel like I was able to kind of calm down and enjoy it a bit more, but I was anxious about a lot of stuff. And it started with like certain sensations that I would feel in my body, or really it started with me confirming that I was pregnant, but that's a whole nother story. But the health anxiety piece started with like little sensations that I would feel throughout my body. My legs felt like they were tingling at points. And so I had read just as I'm sure Ms. Veda had read. Um, I had read that the tingling in your legs could mean that there was like multiple different issues from like high blood pressure to stroke to a bunch of things. And stroke may not even been one of them, but there were some serious conditions that could happen with tingling in your legs. And so every time I felt the tingling in my legs, I ran to get a blood pressure cuff, would take my blood pressure. It was almost always really, really good. And so I just, I didn't know what to do with that. It was like, I know there has to be something wrong, but I don't know what it is. And so I brought it up to my doctor and was basically just told, you know, like everything you're going through is normal. You're well, um, all your blood work comes back really good. You have like no issues. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're good. And that would usually hold me over for a day, two days or something. But then the tingling would come back and I'd be right back in that same exact spot of what is wrong with me. Yet just a couple days ago, I was at the doctor's office and he told me there was nothing wrong with me. And it still wasn't enough to make me feel like, I don't know, calm or believe him, Um 
when you think of anxiety, anxiety really is like a doubt disorder. It's going to cause you to doubt every single thing. And so that's exactly what I did. It was very classic health anxiety. Um, Like I said, I would maybe hold on to that for a day or two days. And then after that, it was like as if it never happened. And so by that point, I'm back to the tingling in my legs equals something serious. Something is medically wrong with me. And then from there, we went to, I think, like blurry vision, which blurry vision is a symptom of anxiety. Um, Blurry vision can also be a symptom of many other things, some of them very serious. And so, of course, I looked at the very serious things and thought, okay, I've got tingling in my legs and I have blurry vision. Something's definitely wrong with me. And I went on this path for a long time. And I went from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing till the point that I have like 10 different things that I'm trying to like manage focusing on. And so I literally had days that I would like kind of cycle through, not even intentionally, intentionally, but I would cycle through the different symptoms that I was focusing on. So today, for example, might be that we're focusing on tingling in my legs and all the tingling in my legs gets me super, super anxious. And then tomorrow, for example, we might be focusing on pain in my head. Um, And so any little pain that I have in my like head region is going to get me super anxious. Next day, we might be focusing on ringing in my ears. So anytime I hear the ringing in my ears, that's going to get me really anxious. And then the next day, we might be focusing on X, Y, Z. And so everything, every time that happens, it's going to get me extremely anxious. And so it was this constant cycle. Like I had a never ending list of things that I could focus on. And it's not like once one problem was solved, it was crossed off the list. It was like once that problem was solved, it was like loosely penciled off the list. And then I erased that pencil and replaced it with marker. And so it just became stronger and stronger and stronger. And so we get to the point of me going into labor and labor is something else. Like if you've been through labor, it is, it can be a really, really tough experience. And so I was in labor and it was a lot of pain and I won't go through my whole birth story because I feel like I've done that on other podcast episodes, but it was really hard. It was really hard labor because it was really painful, but I also felt like I wasn't there totally mentally because my mind was just all over the place with all the anxiety that I had about other things. And so when I'm in labor, I end up having a panic attack. At this point, I had no idea what a panic attack was. I had never heard of one. It just wasn't something that I ever had to go through in my life. And so it was a really scary experience, and that was really, really awful. I'll fast forward a little bit and talk about some of the other things that have been major moments for me in terms of health anxiety. So I began to try to, well, I began to heal after giving birth and going through so many different things, which that's what this entire podcast is about, is about that healing journey. Um, But I would say I was probably about a year, a year and a half out or somewhere around there. And I had a really bad spell of vertigo at work. 
If you've never experienced vertigo, it is not fun and I do not recommend it. Um, It was absolutely awful. Vertigo makes it feel like the room is spinning around you and you cannot focus on anything. So it's like you imagine you're in one of those like spinny cheer chairs. I was going to say cheers, cheers. Um, imagine you're in one of those like chairs that spins around kind of like an office chair and you're just spinning, 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 spinning as fast as you can. That's what vertigo feels like. And the spinning doesn't stop during that vertigo episode. So it's not like you have a moment to kind of catch your breath. You're constantly spinning over and over and over. So I had that episode at work and immediately my thought is I have brain cancer. So now I'm going through this experience of potentially having brain cancer. And to be honest, I never totally, by this point, I had not totally let go of all the things that the labor experience had made me super anxious about health-wise. So the blood pressure and breathing and vision and all those things that I gathered from the pregnancy and labor experience were still things that bothered me from time to time. And so now I just added on vertigo and brain cancer. And so from there, I ended up going to the hospital. And basically, they were just like, I think it was a panic attack. You know, have you ever had a panic attack before? And I'm like, yes, I have. But this feels very different than a panic attack. Because the panic attack, I could still see straight. The room wasn't spinning. It was it was just like I felt different sensations. And so they do all the blood work and all the things and basically come back and tell me that like, I'm good. So me being me and definitely in this story with Veda, um, I wanted a second opinion. I wanted to go back to someone else and just get their opinion of this. And so I went to another uh, ER room and at this ER room, thankfully they were very thorough and did some scans and all those things and everything came back just fine and dandy. It was normal. And so that probably held me over for maybe a week, but my brain kept going back to, well, why else would you have vertigo? Mind you, through both of these hospital experiences, they did give me some information about maybe like why it would have happened. There are so many different things that could have caused it, but that wasn't enough for me. I feel like I was looking for certainty and that's something that you look for when you have this type of experience is like you want to know for sure what it was that caused it. And we live in a world where we don't know things for sure. And so that that causes some tension. But I wanted to know for sure, like 100%, without a doubt, why did I have vertigo? Why did this experience happen? And so I ended up seeing a neurologist. Um, And so he ordered an MRI of my brain, which is not one of the scans that I had had done before, um, before I had a CAT scan at the second hospital. And so he ordered that MRI, went through the MRI, everything was fine in terms of my brain, found out that I did have a different condition that could potentially have caused vertigo. So I had another thing to add to my list is like, okay, these are likely, one of these things is likely one of the reasons why you experience vertigo that day. But again, it wasn't enough for me to be like, yes, okay, I will accept that. It was more so like, well, what if this is like early brain cancer? 
And that's why you didn't see it on the MRI. So yeah, it's like, it's when I say it out loud, I'm like, man, why didn't you just let it go? But it's not that simple with health anxiety. It's not as simple as just letting it go because if it was, everyone would be doing it. So um, yeah, I experienced the vertigo with the brain cancer. And so now if you're kind of keeping up with this story, I've got the tingling in my legs. I have um, ringing in my ears. I have blurry vision, which had floaters in my eyes. I have, uh, did I say the tingling in my legs? I also have the brain cancer. So there's a lot to worry about. And those are just over the course of like a year and a half gathering those. And they stuck. Those were major ones that stuck. I will say there were there were other smaller ones that I was able to let go of easier, but these were major ones that stuck around. And every time I had a physical sensation that reminded me of any of these, it sent me into panic. The next one was uh, breast pain. So I think I've shared before on previous podcast that my aunt, who was only a couple years older than me, was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And through that experience, um, our whole family was just kind of like, what in the world? How is this happening? It just doesn't make any sense. And shortly after that, I started to experience breast pain. Mind you, I'd never really had breast pain prior to her diagnosis, but I started to have this pain that seemed really intense and localized. And so I, of course, wanted to get checked out for this and see what was going on. And so I went to, or I called my doctor and my doctor basically was like, hey, we can have you come in. um, But if you come in, we're still likely going to have to send you to get Um, a mammogram and all those other steps. So it's totally up to you if you want to come in first and I do an examination and then you go for the mammogram and then we get those results and we talk about it together. Or if you just want to go straight for the mammogram and then we can talk about the results afterwards. I chose the latter because I just wanted the answers as quickly as possible. And so we got that set up. I ended up having the mammogram and the lady who was like the technician She was absolutely amazing, just like truly one of the loveliest medical professionals that I've ever encountered and made me feel so comfortable. And I had the testing done. And what do you know? They found nothing. And so then I'm like, well, what's what's this issue? Why am I having this pain? What's going on in my body that like they're not finding? There's clearly something. So it's there's potential for brain cancer, there's potential for breast cancer, there's a potential for stroke, there's a potential for going deaf, going blind. Um, I mean, there's something going on. Like truly something has to be wrong in my body and just no one's finding it. That's how I felt at that point because I had all these different things going on in my body and it just felt like no one could find an answer for it. No one was able to find a like root cause of any or all of these things. And I'm just kind of left in this place of, okay, what? What is this? What, what does this mean? And so 
that's another one. And the last one that I will leave you with, there are so many more. There are so many more things that my brain has hyper-focused on. Um, but this last one is pretty recent. Um, I've had a TMJ uh, issue for a while now. I've mentioned it on other episodes. And um, I had to go to a specialist about maybe six or so months ago. And at the specialist, he like had me open my mouth and he saw some sort of mass is what he called it. And he said he's never seen anything like it before. Mind you, he's very, I don't want to say old, seasoned. He's very seasoned. And for someone who's like an expert, he knows all about the teeth and the mouth and all the things And to tell you he's never seen anything like this before and he wants to figure out what the mass is before he moves forward, that's terrifying. And so he said that and I was like, okay, what could it possibly be? And he's like, well, you know, the fear is that it's a tumor. And so now I can add mouth cancer to all of these issues that I potentially have going on. Um, I'll spare you the whole story, but it ended up not being any sort of cancer. But that doesn't mean that it totally went away, like the the thought that was implanted there. And that's really what I feel like it is, is like these thoughts get implanted into your mind, whether it's through you, through a physician, through a Google search. Please get off of Google, Please. Um, wherever it is that this thought originates from and then is implanted into your mind, you start to hang on to it. And now because you're hanging on to this and you think that there's some potential illness throughout your body, it just wreaks havoc. And the very interesting thing about anxiety and specifically about like health anxiety is that the more you worry about symptoms, the more pronounced they become. And so what I mean by that is that let's say you are having a slight headache and then you start to hyper-focus on this headache. That pain seems so much stronger than it was when it was just background noise because now all of your attention is pulled to the headache. So not only are you feeling more pain, But now you're thinking, okay, the stronger headache means potentially this really is a brain tumor. And it just makes it so much worse, if anything. And I mean, this there's proof in that. There's so much science that backs that up. But one of the things that they often do, and they, physicians, often do for people who like maybe have anxiety about needles or something like that, is they'll actually put a vibrating tool somewhere else in your body while they're giving you a needle so that you're distracted and you focus on the vibrating or the vibrations and not the needle going into your skin. And you actually do not, you don't perceive that as painful. It's still painful. It's still like happening in your body. It's still exactly the same sensation, but now you're focused somewhere else. So you're focused on that that good feeling or the vibrations that are happening, and you're not focused on the pain from the needle that's entering your body. That's exactly like what 
I mean, it sums up health anxiety so well is that we focus on, we're focused on the needle. You're focused on the needle. And so, yeah, that seems so much more painful and it seems like this big, big issue. But when you spread out your focus and you're focused on other things or you're focused on things that are good and true and things that are, um, things that just bring you joy, you're, you're going to feel less pain. It's like actual science. And for those of you who are believers, it's backed up by the Bible as well. And so it's so interesting. It really is so interesting when you start to break down health anxiety. Because again, if we come back to where we were at the beginning of this episode, health anxiety is an overestimation of the value of a sensation that you're feeling in your body. And so everything, even if it's small, it becomes a big issue. It becomes death. It becomes, I am super, super sick. Even if that's not what it means, it doesn't matter. Like anxiety is not rational. And that's unfortunate because we don't just get to rationalize with anxiety. And that's what a lot of us try to do. We try to rationalize with anxiety and it just doesn't, it doesn't yield the result that we're looking for. And so then the question becomes, well, like, what do I do about this health anxiety? And so, like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, this is a two-parter. So this is really me sharing the story, telling you about health anxiety. And then in, next, in the next episode, I want to break it down in terms of what you actually can do and what's helpful and not helpful in terms of managing health anxiety. Because there are some really specific things that you can do to overcome health anxiety. And there are some specific things that you can do to make it a whole lot worse. And the great thing about me is that I've done pretty much all the things to make health anxiety worse. I have done them all. And I'm pretty much, I have become an expert at blowing the the health symptoms out of proportion. And so I'll share that experience and what that looks like. And then I want to share the practical tools that I have used and that I have um, led other women through to help with some of these health anxiety symptoms. Know that it's not something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. You can absolutely get healing from health anxiety. You just have to take the right steps. And if you're someone who's looking for like that, that deep support, I would love to support you through it. And I do have more spots open for the month of October in 2023. Um, I believe right now I have two spots open to coach uh, women for the 12-week program. And if you're struggling with health anxiety, we can focus solely on health anxiety. And we can focus on what that looks like in your life and creating goals around overcoming health anxiety. And we'll customize that specific to you and the things that you're struggling with. So again, I hope today's episode was helpful for you to just gain a better understanding of health anxiety and what it looks like. And I hope that you'll join me for the next episode where we're going to talk about some of the best steps to take to overcome health anxiety. Until then, I will see you on the next episode. Feel free to check out the show notes for all the links for today's episode. Bye.